The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, The Rock Place, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Welcome in to another edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yao and I am on the controls this morning. Double dipping. Double dipping. That is right. I am joined typically as always, but not in the past. Because today I am joined by (laughs) Hall of Famer. Mo Patton, TSWA Hall of Famer as of this morning. Welcome in, Mo. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's um, certainly unexpected, but not the first unexpected event of 2020. Well, (laughs) there's that. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um so first off let's uh let, let's go over that real quick because we did find out this morning that you would be in the 2021 Tennessee Sports Writers Association Hall of Fame class and you are joined by Larry Taft and George Starr. Tell us a little bit about those guys. Um Larry Taft longtime sports writer former sports editor at the Tennessean, also worked for some time with the TSSAA as a um, media relations person. George Starr, longtime sports editor at the Daily Banner down in Cleveland and also um, has worked for Lee University as their athletic media relations director. I think he's currently in that position, actually. Um, Both of them have been at it longer than, than me. Uh, so I'm I'm the relative rookie of the 2021 class, and um, because of the effects of COVID, the TSWA wasn't able to hold their annual convention this past summer, so we did not get to have our 2020 induction, which um, would have honored Tommy Bryan over at the Wilson Post in Lebanon, Teresa, friend of the show, Teresa Walker right. of the Associated Press, and and Mark Weed Mark Weedmer of the Chattanooga Times Free Press. So the six of us will be honored, and it's really an honor, during the July convention over at Cumberland University in Lebanon. We hope. (laughs) (laughs) We we hope. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, now we have to just – we have to change the intro every morning to say – Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, we no, don't. We're uh, it is eleven minutes past the hour of nine o'clock, and it is Thursday, October 29th. On Thursday, we always talk about upcoming 
high school football because it's Thursday in our area because it's Thursday and go. that's what you do. That's what we do on Thursday. Now, lucky for us, we had the foresight to start doing this at the beginning of the year in the event that games changed and it worked out for us uh, all year long. So we are glad that we are telling you about sm-tnsports.com's coverage area high school football this morning. We will go over the schedule in just a moment, but one of the games that will not be on that schedule, kind of some breaking news yesterday. We broke this on Twitter and it, uh, it came to our attention around lunchtime that well, as always, well, first off, first off yesterday morning, we talked about DeKalb County, correct? The Region Three Four A champion not being able to go forward in the playoffs. So now, go ahead. And we talked on Tuesday about playoff scenarios mm-hmm. and how if Spring Hill were to beat Lawrence County or Lawrence County were to beat Spring Hill, the winner of that game would make the second round of the playoffs because of DeKalb County. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, as of yesterday, that Spring Hill is now that team because Lawrence County is unable to play on Friday night, which means last week's game against BGA was canceled due to rain and, and, and lightning. Mm-hmm. Spring Hill now gets a COVID win over Lawrence County, which makes them the number four seed in Region 44A. Correct. Which I guess is, you know, four in 44A. Good for them. Uh, the addition to that as of now is spring hill is the first team to reach the second round of the playoffs and that's two weeks away the first team in the state to to advance to the second round of the playoffs congratulations to the raiders but they'll be off for three weeks and uh when i spoke with spring hill coach ben martin yesterday he told us that it would be a challenge to keep his kids focused and I feel like if, you know, one, you don't know who you're going to play yet because you, you, you've you got, you don't even know who's going to be the two seed in your region. You right. Won't, you won't even know who's on the other side of your bracket until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. At that point, it will either be Marshall County or Nolensville. Then they will have to play a game mm-hmm. against the three seed from that region cross region of region three mm-hmm. which means they will then have you know you, you still won't know who you're playing until the week of just as anybody else but you've got some time to i guess heal up and go from there it's uh you know work on yourself as, <laughs> as jeremy yeah. pruitt said yesterday uh, so yeah and 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 you know i i think that ben martin would probably tell you that there are some things that Spring Hill needs to work on as far as itself, you know? Oh, definitely. I, I, I think this is a positive for them as far as getting some practice time in, but not being on the field is tough. Now, the one thing is the last time they were on the field was that 21-14 double overtime loss to Marshall County. Is that right? That's correct. So, you know, if you're going to go into a three-week layoff – at least you can go into it feeling pretty good about yourself, even in the face of a loss. I mean, again, I don't think anybody expected Spring Hill to 
take Marshall County to overtime, let alone um, double overtime before falling to what was at that time the number four team in the state in Class 4A. Exactly. So they will not play. Summit and Lincoln County will also not play. Uh, it does not appear we will get Summit Spring Hill round due, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. And despite efforts. Well, we, we tried. Look, we, we've been trying to get anything going. We've not been able to get a single game scheduled. This is this And is it's a little disappointing, juice. to be honest. This is trash can juice. Yeah. We tried to get Summit Pearl Cone. Couldn't get it done. We tried to get Summit CA. CA decided to go play Rabin County, Georgia instead. You know, we, we've tried. Clearly, we are not Don King. Yeah, we need we need better promoters. Yeah, yeah, got to work on that. But there are some other playoff scenarios that will take place uh, on Friday night, including CA gets a win they're in. Uh, they're probably in either way. I, but I believe they are in regardless. I, I still think if I still think if Nashville Christian loses to. To Tipton, Tipton Rosemark, Rosemark, that Tipton Rosemark gets in instead. I, even with they, well, even with have, CA having beaten Tipton Rosemark, they would have more more. Total. They would have three wins in region play rather than just. I'm sorry, they would have four wins in region play rather than just three, because they did beat Clarksville, Fayette, and um, and Nashville Christian, and, Na- if, and then if. they would have Nashville. But they would have another win too. I don't remember who it was, but I'm pretty sure that there's. Hmm. That okay. Tipton Rosemark beating Nashville Christian throws a wrench into things. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to defer to you on this. I'm pretty sure of that. Because uh, you are the king of hashtag if then. Yeah, if then. Um, Columbia Central can play its way into the into the playoffs with a win. <laughs> they can also get in with a page win, a page loss to Franklin County, and a Columbia Central win then means it is Columbia Central 3 and Page would be the no, – I'm sorry, Franklin County would be the four. Right. So – A Franklin County win and a central loss makes Franklin County three and Page four. I that's believe. correct. And central would packing be up its gear. Yeah. Uh, Huntland at Richland. Richland can play its way into the playoffs with a win and would leave Huntland on the outside despite their win last week over Cornersville. So that will be that will have some uh, playoff implications. The only other game with playoff implications in the area is, of course, Ravenwood at Independence, and Independence is playing for that Region Six Six A championship. Whereas Ravenwood playing for a home playoff game. If they uh, if they win, they're definitely hosting. They'll either be one or two, depending on that Brentwood Centennial game. I, I, do we have it? Any update on that? I still don't know if Centennial is going to be available for that game or not. Have not heard. Um, obviously, Centennial did not play this past weekend against Pope John Paul II. Because Summit Brent would be awesome. <laughs> anyway. Uh, still trying, not huh, happening. Don? <laughs> not happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so that will that will definitely take place. And uh, Independence has a chance to be one, two, or three. We thought it was just one or three, but that was predicated on the fact that Brentwood is most likely going to beat Centennial if they play. If they play, right. uh, so. Additionally, other games, Mount Pleasant's at Moore County, Summertown at Community, and then Zion Christian will take um, about eighteen players to over Cornersville. to Cornersville. Yep. Uh, as they are missing 
several, including a few starters, unfortunately, due to injury. And the thing is, when Zion's missing starters, they are typically missing two-way two starters. starters. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. But, um, yeah, so that is the schedule for this week and we the playoff scenarios. Go ahead. Before we go any further, we need to mention that the Division 2A Middle Region Cross Country Meet is ongoing as we speak at Sanders Ferry Park up in Hendersonville. That involves Columbia Academy and Zion Christian Academy. Hopefully we will have some sort of results before we go off the air at, at 11 o'clock. I'm sure we should. If um, we I'm sure get, we should. If, if we can get Brady to to hook us up there we go we'd be that'd be nice but uh yeah so cross country going on this morning in the rain better than than us ain't no doubt all right when we come back we're going to talk about uh some of those football games and break those down and talk a little more about the rest of the importance of high school football games this weekend as far as playoffs go we will also talk in the second hour with Gary Johnson from over in Shelbyville, who may have some insight on the Golden Eagles and perhaps maybe some suspension. We don't know. But we'll get to all that when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Looking for a Halloween hangout? Patio West in Spring Hill is your spot for food, games, and fun. Located at 3011 Longford Drive, Patio West is hosting both a kids' and all-ages costume contest, along with three different trivia games during their Halloween extravaganza starting at 3 p.m. on October 31st. Bring the whole family down for all the fun you can have in one place. Patio West Comfort and Coastal Eats in Spring Hill. Visit them on Facebook or online at patiowest.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao with you here, along with the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. <laughs> it's going to be all day today. Okay, as long as – all day today. It's all day today. Okay, that's, and then we're done, That's right? how it's happening. Okay. Well, until, right. un, until, you know, I post Until you on, get tired of it. Until I post it on Twitter and, you know, that I – that we <laughs> announced it and all. Anyway. <laughs> hey, real quick, if you want to get in on the, uh, the action or you want to – congratulate mo or just talk to us about high school football you can do that 931-381-1017 give us a call shoot us a text 931-381-1017 preferably text with your name as we don't have a producer this morning which means when we answer the phone <laughs> we're coming straight to you <laughs> <laughs> So preferably text introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah. Get, Let us know who we're talking to. Give us a name. Tell us what you want to talk about. Because trust me, this isn't as 
polished as it might look from the outside. No, especially when when JP's not here on the controls, it's a it, it's it's definitely a a little bit of a struggle for us. But we we get through. We get through. We we don't mind. There was another word I had in mind, but the FCC probably wouldn't appreciate. Yeah, it. yeah. There's that. Um, let's talk about Clarksville. Okay, I'm sorry, not Clarksville. Uh, Fayette Academy hmm? hosting Columbia Academy this week. Columbia Academy coming off a difficult game last week against Raven County where they faced uh, the top dual threat quarterback in the 2022 class in Gunnar Stockton. In the and, country. Yeah. Not I, in the southeast, not in Georgia, in the country. The whole no, country. The, <laughs> yeah. All 50 of them. <laughs> Plus the District of Columbia. And the District of Columbia. Yeah. So uh, if, you, if you've ever seen a team have to face someone – as good as Rabin County and then turn around and face someone who is winless on the year, uh, that's a, that, that, that is a, a tough way to go. Well, and, you know, Charlie Lansdale in, in taking the game said that, you know, this should get us ready for the playoffs and it'll certainly get them ready for, you know, this Fayette Academy team because – this Fayette Academy team is not as good as Rabin County, as you said. They um they've lost their last three games to Nashville Christian, Davidson Academy, and University School of Jackson, which those are the defending West Region state champ uh defending West Region champion, the defending state champion, and the twenty nineteen state runner up. So And they, that's not bad. Yeah, they've lost to those three teams by a combined score of one twenty eight to twenty eight. So where Columbia Academy's schedule was front-loaded, Fayette's has definitely been back-loaded. Yeah, that, that, and that's the thing is it, you're not sure what you'd rather have. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're Columbia Academy and you're typically winning you know, the back end of your schedule, do you want some momentum going into those, th- those tough games on the back end, or would you rather have momentum going into the playoffs? Because you're going to see those teams again I think it actually works out better this way for Columbia Academy. I they, think you're probably right. Yeah, and um, and as we saw last year, you know that in that that first round game they get a win, mm-hmm. uh, pretty decisively. They beat Mount G, uh, Mount Juliet Christian pretty yeah. big, uh, coming from the east. And you know I could see something similar to that happening this time. And they should have some momentum because again, this Fayette Academy team is two and six overall. They're zero and five in the region. Um, They've got four different guys that have stepped under center at some point or another this year. Um, the guy who's emerged as a sophomore, Eason Wells, he's thrown for 591 yards in, you know, spot time, but he's been picked off five times with one touchdown. So, you know, that that Bulldog secondary should be Which on is alert. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the strength of that team. It, it certainly is – if not the, it's it's a strength for sure. Mm-hmm. That is a very good secondary. Yeah, Landon Prentice at cornerback and and Chris Modesti back there. I mean, they've got some guys that can make some plays, and they may have an opportunity to do so Friday night. They did a really good job against Cade Cunningham mm-hmm. from Shelbyville. I mean, in that first half, limited him to the to the one touchdown drive and had a pick against Cunningham. So it, that just goes to show you that they are. 
uh, capable of being very good in the in that defensive backfield. So, sure. just a real quick, we did get a text in from Robbie from Santa Fe who said, uh, "Your show is pretty good," <laughs> uh, and I uh, actually he said pretty dang good. So I guess that actually that elevates it from like from like eh, it's okay it's pretty good to it's pretty dang good yeah I'm okay with that yeah here in the south pretty dang good is a pretty dang good compliment that's great that's a compliment so yeah. thanks Robbie from Santa Fe um yeah so I, I fully expect Columbia Academy uh, to to take out some frustration from last week maybe uh, even though it is a it's not an easy trip but <laughs> it's a uh, it may be a, an easier trip home than it is it out there. It might very well be. And um, let's see, you mentioned Tipton Rosemark. I think Tipton Rosemark may actually be done in terms of their um, region schedule, it looks like. I, did they did they play Nashville Christian last week? Let's see. Nashville Christian has beaten Tipton Rosemark. They play Trinity Christian tomorrow night. Ah, interesting. So, so yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Tipton Rosemark is has a two and six record. There are nine teams in the region, so that leaves eight region games. So it looks as if Tipton Rosemark has completed its region schedule. They have, so they're done. So they're All done. Right. So. There you go. Breaking news. Yeah, Columbia Academy <laughs> is is in no matter what at this point. Um, so there you go. Of course, I, I I told you that anyway. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't realize that Nashville Christian and and Tipton Rosemark played last week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh. So you're not the only one that can do the hashtag. You're then. right. You're right. Well, there's no then because there's no if <laughs> this week in that in that particular uh, aspect. So let's uh still Columbia Academy's got a chance to take some momentum into the playoffs. And 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 that will be a positive for them, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Um a team looking to get into the playoffs and take some momentum after a couple of tough weeks is Richland. Richland out here with a chance to still play their way in, but they have struggled in the second half of the season a lot of injuries and after that covid issue it really got crazy yeah one particular injury the injury to um senior running back austin seals really um has had an impact on them i think um seals is still their leading rusher he and he and sam edwards have combined for nearly 1100 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns but you know starting with that 1914 loss to spring hill they have scored just 34 points in their last three games, Spring Hill, Cornersville, and Moore County. And, you know, 11.3 points per game I don't think is going to be enough against this Huntland team, which, you know, kind of kind of shocked some folks, I think, last week when they beat Cornersville at yeah, Cornersville. Yeah, you know, I, I really it, – it wasn't that big of a shock for me. For some reason, I, I have – I have felt Cornersville has – they haven't been as good as they were the last two or three years. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess in that region, it's not a real surprise when anybody beats anybody. True. But 
yes, a, a little bit of a shock when when Huntland got got the win over Cornersville, and but again, Richland has an opportunity. A win puts them in the playoffs. They would be the four seed, and Cornersville would be the three seed. So, and this would be their second straight year to be a playoff team, Richland. And so, you know, Nick Patterson in his what fourth year down there. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would really be a big step for that program under his leadership if they were able to pull that off. I'm expecting this to be a really physical ball game because Huntland, Huntland's pretty no frills. Yeah, they 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 run the football. They've got a kid, um, Kobe Stewart has had has a thousand ninety one rushing yards and fifteen touchdowns. <laughs> He's got half of that in two games. He had a 200-yard game earlier this year, and he had a 300-yard game against Moore County a couple of weeks ago. That's a, you know, that's that's okay, I guess. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, as opposed I, to pretty dang good. I mean, you're you're talking about a Huntland team that has always been physical. Mm-hmm. They impose their will up front, and right now that's. That's a problem for Richland. They're they're not able to control the line of scrimmage the way they would like to, and that was what you know was their biggest issue against Cornersville was, you know, early on in the first half they just couldn't couldn't establish the line of scrimmage, and you know, and, and again against against Moore County last week, you know, Moore County rattled off a couple of big runs, and it it was never. An, an issue as to whether or not Richland was going to be able to to control the line. They were they were beaten from the beginning mm-hmm. in both of those games, and that's something that has to change. We talked about that with him mm-hmm. with, with Nick Patterson. How important it is for his team to come out of the locker room in the first half, not just the second half, and kind of establish some sort of either run game or defensively just set a tone yeah yeah and and like you said that's that's kind of been an issue for them season long you know getting behind at times early or starting slow and like you said matching the other team's physicality at times yeah it's a they're gonna have to do that early in this one they can't let Huntland get on a, in, up to a big lead because Huntland will grind it out. They, yeah. They will get three yards in a cloud of dust and – And be happy with it. And be happy to do it. That's right. And just get to the next snap. Yep. Speaking of Cornersville, they host Zion Christian on Friday, mm-hmm. a game that has no playoff implications, but a little bit of pride for, for Zion Christian, obviously. And with this game – so long as it is played tomorrow night at 7 p.m., Zion Christian will have completed their entire schedule as scheduled, which is a kudos to them and their opponents. Yeah, absolutely. This is um with the news that the expected Week 12 game between Zion Christian and Summertown will not take place after all. Uh, this stands to be the final game of the year for the Eagles. And at four and five, this is their last chance to get to 500 on the year. So big game for the Eagles. And 
you know, you don't want to see anybody not be available, but we've, as you spoke in the last segment, Zion Christian will not be at full strength for this matchup. And you have to hope that one of the guys that isn't available for them is Luke Perko. Yeah, Perko is available as far as I'm aware. Um, they are missing a receiver and I think a couple offensive linemen, which also means they're probably missing some defensive linemen. And maybe a defensive back. <laughs> uh, I think he's a linebacker. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough road to hoe for for, Defin- for the Eagles. Definitely a challenge again, because. especially with Cornersville coming off a loss because um Gerard Randolph will will have gotten in their ear here over the past week. And again, as we've talked about trying to take some momentum into the playoffs, Cornersville is assured of a playoff game. They will be going on the road for that as either the number three or the number four seed pending the result of that Huntland-Richland game. But they are assured a playoff spot, and they will be utilizing this game to get themselves ready both physically and emotionally, I would think. So, again, could be a tough spot for Zion. I fully expect that Zion will take – we saw this team, you know, go over to Fayetteville and give the Tigers a run. Mm-hmm. Now, that was early in the season. It was early in the game. Obviously, Fayetteville took control in the second half. Uh, I think that's something, again, that Cornersville coaches will also be mentioning to their kids hey these this team played with Fayetteville they're not a pushover don't, mm-hmm. don't think just because they got 16 kids over there and there's five on the sideline with when when <laughs> when we're playing that that they're gonna just roll over they're not you know Brad Lowry De- Brad Lowry definitely has his team ready to play and they will be ready on Friday night and it it may come down to a depth issue it probably will come down to a depth issue mm-hmm. but I they're going to have to play. They're going to. They're, they're, they're definitely going to have to 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 show up. Yep. All right, we've got again uh, five other games to talk about, and we will get to those at, um, at in just a few minutes. On the other side of a quick break, don't forget we've got Gary Johnson on the other side of the top of the hour from. Talk about Shovelville Columbia Central, and hopefully he'll have some insight as to what the TWSAA or Shelbyville's team has imposed uh, due to their altercation with Franklin County last week. We will talk about that game and many more when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there. 
and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. 18 minutes to the top of the hour here on Thursday. A dreary Thursday, but we do believe we're going to have good weather on Friday night. Which is very important. It's it's better than not having good weather on Friday night. Yeah, because we've seen how that works. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it typically doesn't end well for the teams who decide to play (laughs) yeah it's uh i'll tell you weather has been almost as unpredictable as covid Mm -hmm. this year we've had a couple of hurricanes and tropical storms that have have given us issues and then sometimes we've even it's it's not even been rain that's been the issue just just lightning as you ran into the other night. Well, well, I well, guess it was, it's not I, just lightning. Well, but. so that's that's funny you say that because the Mount Pleasant Fayetteville game was delayed because of lightning in the area with no rain. So yes, we have had that happen, and uh, that was interesting to say the least. Yeah, yeah, uh, a little frustrating, I dare say. Sure. Definitely frustrating. That would be a good way to put it. Uh, because you're going, it's not even raining. Why are we in the locker room, mm-hmm. you know? And it gets tough. But you know? if you're in a community that's been affected by a lightning strike, because I, in another life I, I do remember a kid who was struck by lightning off of a, you know, lightning struck a fence, a chain link fence that he was walking close to, jumped off the fence and and – yeah had an adverse impact and so you know it's one of those deals where when that happens one time then everybody gets really conscious of it and so they're better safe than sorry oh yeah yeah i mean and and we'd rather be a little frustrated and a little put out than than to deal with that i i agree i mean i'd rather wait 30 minutes than have to go to a funeral or something mm-hmm. that would be terrible mm-hmm. speaking of mount pleasant though they travel to moore county <laughs> nice segue uh, yeah over to lynn uh lynchburg and they have no playoff implications moore county has number two wrapped up mm, this is the playoff game for mount pleasant they you know they want to go out on the on a good note. Yeah, you know it's it's there's no no way around it. It's been a dis- disappointing season for Mount Pleasant. We've talked about it here on um, various occasions. Had Bronson Bradley on a few weeks ago. You know it's it's just been a tough year, and unfortunately everybody goes through them at some time or another. Uh, I think the last time they had one of these, they bounced back and won like. 23 games roughly over the over the following three seasons so you know uh, and I expect this this team 
to bounce back in a similar fashion. But I tell you, they've they've got their um, they've got their work cut out for them tonight against this Moore County team. Uh, Kyler and Tyler show. <laughs> uh, Kyler Parker, who is a heck of a dual threat, he leads the team obviously in passing. He is their quarterback, but he also leads the team in rushing with 730 yards on 109 carries and. He gets on the in the end zone a lot. Uh, nine times on the ground, 16 times through the air, only four interceptions and 161 attempts. That's a, tell you what, for a 1A school, that kid's pretty solid. That You know, I'm shocked to know that they've thrown it enough for him to have 16 passing touchdowns. That's um, For Class A, that's pretty impressive. They are um, obviously pretty diverse and presents a balanced – challenge for Mount Pleasant defensively because clearly you can't load up against the run. Yeah, and that just makes Tyler Smith that much more effective, and it makes Kyler Parker that much more effective because you don't know whether he's going to throw it or run it on, on any given play. Uh, Tyler Smith, again, also, he you know he's carrying it for nearly nine yards every time he touches the football and uh, has nine touchdowns on the year. So, you know, that – When you're averaging a first down – we're close to it, <laughs> right? That ain't bad. Yeah, that that that's pretty solid. So yeah. they they've had a, a really good year this year. It's one that you know, like we said about when we talked to Nick Patterson, this is a team that is senior laden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parker a senior, Smith a senior, pretty much everybody that they uh, that they're leaning on is is going to graduate. So this is their year. And they've not missed a beat with the coaching change. Again, we talked about Jason Dobbs having been there for a while left over the summer to join the coaching staff over at Oakland. So all they do is bring in Chris White, who, like Nick said, they were um, they were teammates at, at, at Riverdale. Um, Chris had been on the coaching staff up at um, Knoxville Catholic before coming back to, to take over the Raiders program, and they've not missed a beat. Eight and one overall, uh, three and one in region play, Gonna lo- gonna lock up second place and a home game in the opening round of the Class One A playoffs next week. And was no poor showing against region champion Fayetteville as they went to Fayetteville and lost twenty eight twenty two. So I would be I would not be shocked again to see these two teams face off potentially in the quarterfinals and. If they did so, I wouldn't be shocked to see Moore County get a win. I mean, it could go either way. It's tough to beat a team twice. And it's, and it sounds like a cliche, but cliches are cliches for a reason, too. So, Unless you're Summertown Volleyball. Then you can win seven times. Well, there is that. But you're talking about two teams that are pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Uh, two teams that have gotten better over the, the course of the season. I I would. I am hoping that's mm-hmm. what we see in the quarterfinals. That'd be that a fun is, game to watch. Ideal situation would be for those two teams to be in the in the quarterfinals together because it would be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, like you said, Mount Pleasant. This is a chance for Mount Pleasant just to to go out on a high note and to get a win against a really quality opponent. Absolutely, and you know, um, not many teams get to end their year with a win. Especially around here with so many teams going to the playoffs. And yeah, that was a shot. But, um, you know, the opportunity for Mount Pleasant to wrap it up with a victory, like you said, over a good team. 
would would definitely give them some momentum and some motivation going into their off-season workouts and that kind of thing. I would and and I feel like this team is is primed for like you said this this team was almost the the team that had to to have the down year in order for the next couple of classes to really be as good as they could be because they needed to get some experience. And and I think again, um I've said it on here before, I feel like of the teams in our coverage area, Mount Pleasant was probably the most affected by everything that took place or didn't take place over this off season as a result of the coronavirus. Yeah, not getting not getting spring practice. Not getting seven on seven, not getting preseason scrimmages. New quarterback, young young running backs, guys who may or may not know your system, mm-hmm. and that's a tough and system a tough to system. Learn. Exactly. I mean, they don't. There are some some air raid and some other offense offensive styles that have some some of these little seminars and whatnot, but there are. Umpteen mm-hmm. wing T single wing seminars. And Bronson Bradley goes to all of Every them. Every one of them. <laughs> this is, I mean, he doesn't play around. If, if This is a tough system. Well, this is a guy whose Twitter handle at one time, he had to change it, and I'm not sure what happened, but his Twitter handle was one wing Coach B. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't. He doesn't play. He he loves the wing tee, and as well he should because it's been successful for him. Exactly. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to this team in the future. I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in a game that will not have any playoff implications, Summertown going over to Community. Summertown certainly expected to be in the playoff hunt at this time of the year. Unfortunately, you know, lost to Loretto. Really. Put them behind the eight ball, uh, and then of course they just they they haven't been able to to find their their way offensively. And, yeah, and, and I, that's it's, struggling. It's a little surprising when you look over there and you see the pieces that they've got. You know, you talk about the triplets with um Colton Schaefer, big the big six six quarterback, and then um. Javen Edmiston and and Anakin Johnson, uh, you've got some talent over there on that side of the ball, and for whatever reason, it just really has not come together with the consistency that they've needed, and scoring has been a bit of a challenge for them. It has, and I, I'm not sure why that's the case. I, I do, I will say this. I, I feel like there may be too much of an option like you're trying too hard to to spread that out when sometimes you might just want to ride the horse that's hot Hmm. and i i mean i know this team has the ability to be very good and don't get me wrong i mean they were they were right there with loretto and eagleville both i mean had eagleville beat yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're sitting in a position where 
you know, a win there means there's playoff implications in this game, and you, you instead you're sitting at home uh, in week 12. But again, right there with Loretto, right there with Eagleville, just couldn't get over the hump. And I, I don't know if that's an experience thing or if there was, a, you know, what exactly was the mindset and the issue mentally. Because you got to learn to step on the step on the the throat of your opponent when you have them down. And I think I think the Eagleville game really kind of encapsulates this season for them because like you said they were up 14-12 inside the final 2 minutes or so they had held Eagleville, gotten the ball back and then they fumble trying to run the clock out and Eagleville scoops and scores to win that one and that's that's just a, just a tough loss in a must win situation right there for their for their postseason chances, but as we talked earlier, it I think this corners uh, community game here Friday night gives them a chance to take out some frustration and go out on top, take out some frustration, take some momentum into next year. Mm-hmm. You've got you know you've got all three of those guys coming back. You've got Johnson, Edmondson, and Schaefer all coming back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if there was ever a year to say next year, it's for them. But again, just a hair away from five and three instead of three and five, and sure. a, and, a, and a shot, you know, to be in the, the you know, to be a, the third seed in that in that region. Right. Of course, they didn't get to play for us because of COVID, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a team that that you just kind of you, you feel bad that they're in this situation because you know how good they can be, mm-hmm. and right. that's what struggle you know that's what struggles for this this community and and that that coaching staff. I'm sure they know what they're capable of and just haven't met those expectations. Oh yeah, they were what ranked ninth in the state yeah. at one point, three and zero early on. But then they ran into that um, DCA Lewis County Loretto bus. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I wonder if that DCA game might have been a, a bit of a mistake, mm. uh, just mentally. I don't know. I mean, obviously you needed to play somebody because you lost Collinwood the week before. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I don't fault Coach Moat for finding somebody to play. I just don't know that I would have played them. And it was short notice, was it not? Yeah, I it was, mean, it was down it was into the week. Yeah, it was like Thursday. And he, he had said the week before that Thursday, he was like, you know, if it were earlier in the week, we'd find a game. And then it happens again on Thursday, and he says, we, we can't go we two can't weeks go in a row. Weeks. Yeah. And especially with Lewis County on the other side. Uh, and, and that's understandable. Yeah. Um, so – Unfortunately, yeah, you're right. They're on, they're on a five game losing streak after starting the year three and zero, and you know five point loss to Loretto, four point loss to Eagleville, and another five point loss to, to Lawrence, Lawrence County. County. So, I mean, this is it's a team that's right there on the cusp. They just couldn't quite get over the hill. Uh, again, you're you're 14 points away from your season being completely flipped. Yeah. I mean, a completely flipped because, heck, they, I mean, they're almost 
they're that far away from being six and two. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you're going, man, this team's really good. Yeah, of course you lose to Lewis County, whoopty. You know, that's that's a game that you they're hardly the win. first. Yeah. yeah, that's a game you probably shouldn't win necessarily. So I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, and I, I, again, I hate that for for this team, and I hate that for that coaching staff. But I do believe that if any coaching staff can take this and and use it as a positive for next year and, and take a win at community on Friday night, finish the year four and five and go into next season. I, I feel like this is a team that can do it. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about enrollment numbers and reclassification for the 21, 22 school year and that kind of thing. Summertown is going to be affected by those numbers and that reclassification. It'll be interesting to see, where they wind up and who they wind up with. And we will look at and talk about that stuff a little bit more as we progress here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. That's right. And on the other side of this break, we've got Gary Johnson from Shubbable. The Times-Gazette. The Times-Gazette over there. Yeah. So we'll have him on the other side. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. WKOM, your music, your sports, your radio station. WKOM, 101.7 FM. You hit the right spot. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Right now, get 99 cent icy any size. Hungry for breakfast? Try two ham biscuits for $3. Or how about two grilled chicken sandwiches for just $4? It's Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Quickmark Convenience Stores, proudly serving Shell gasoline. 
Folks, the Right Care Walk-In Clinic, located in front of Walmart, is open 11 to 11 every day of the week. If your kid gets sick when you get home from work and your child needs to be seen but your provider's office is closed, come see us. We see children, adults, geriatric folks. Folks, we've been open 10 years and we stay late, so you don't have to wait at the emergency room to get the care that you deserve, the right care. We're open 11 to 11 every day in front of Walmart, Columbia, Tennessee. This is Drew Massey with Game Time Sports and Training, located at 1210 Impact Drive in Columbia, Tennessee. GameTimeSportsTN.com. Our staff want to welcome you as we help adults get stronger, train smart, and get healthy, giving you more energy to tackle life, even if you don't know where to start. Our coaches take the guesswork out of programming and technique, allowing you to focus on your results. Game Time Sports and Training, located at 1210 Impact Drive in Columbia. GameTimeSportsTN.com. Hard work plus consistency equals results. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Four minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock here on Thursday, October 29th. Hope you guys are out there having a great Thursday, getting ready for high school football on Friday night. I know we are getting pumped, getting ready. Got some pretty good games lined up for tomorrow night. We have a lot of really good games lined up for tomorrow, and I'm really excited about the fact that uh, you can hear me <laughs> on WKRM tomorrow night as I will be joining Lee Maddox in the broadcast booth in the place of Clayton Harris and... Slacker. Yeah, he's he's always slacking. Um, and I'll tell you... <laughs> I'm nervous because it's it's going to be a you know I'm not used to covering Columbia Central. Last week was the first non-Columbia the Summit Summit or Spring Hill game mm-hmm. that I've that I have ever covered. So it's unique. I don't cover Columbia a lot, so I'm really excited to get down to Shelbyville. The last time I was there was in the playoffs last season. That was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and. They have a nice press box and, and a lot of a lot of cool folks over there, so looking forward to it. And I don't know if he will be there, but my guess is most likely mm-hmm. that Gary Johnson of the Times-Gazette will be there, and he is on the phone line with us right now. Gary, welcome in. Oh, thank you for having me. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Gary, despite the, the – well, it looks as if it might have actually stopped raining here in it Columbia. Does. Thank goodness. Beginning I'm to looking get, at my office. I'm looking out my office window now, and the sun's trying to shine down here in Shelbyville. So there you maybe go. that's a good sign. Well, hey, that's it's God's country over there in Shelbyville, so I'm not surprised the sun's um, trying to come through over there. Hey, big game tomorrow night, as Chris mentioned. Columbia Central comes over to um, to your place. Um, 
Not as big for for Shelbyville. Obviously, the Golden Eagles have locked up the number two spot out of Region 5-5A and will host an opening round state playoff game a week from tomorrow night. But um, still some question marks for both Shelbyville and Franklin County in the aftermath of their unscheduled get-together last week during a um, eventual 43 to 10 Shelbyville victory what from from what you know right now Gary how do you expect Shelbyville's roster to be impacted as a result of that brawl well as a result of the of the as I like to say unfortunate situation that happened last <laughs> week uh, you know r- really it's it's been all over social media and I think a lot of it's probably been blown out of proportion a little bit. Anytime you have some type of mishap like that, it's unfortunate, and and we really don't need that in, in high school sports. Uh, but uh, just to set, set the record state, mm-hmm. the benches did not clear on either side. Uh, I was down on the field in front of the play. I didn't see the play happen, so I didn't. I can only go by what my sources have told me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, of course, if you guys know, you, you trust your guys and I trust my guys. Sure. But I did see that the our coaching staff did a good job of holding guys back. And we had a lot of guys that didn't even go. Uh, on top of that, maybe a, a blessing in disguise is that we only had 30-something players dressed out because of uh, COVID-19. Uh, we had so many. We had 16 players out, and a lot of those being starters. So that might, that might have been a blessing in disguise. But uh, yeah, what happened happened, and and you know I, I don't know exactly what happened because I didn't see it all. But you're hearing a lot. But uh, the officials did a good job of, of getting the administrations and the coaching staff together after it got calmed down. And and the initial report was that Franklin County had four players ejected, and we had three. And I think I've I don't know for sure, but I've heard maybe Franklin County has added some to that and, and Shelbyville as well. I don't know the exact number. But like I said, we're all still waiting for a decision from the TWSAA. And as of late last night, I had not heard anything. Okay. All right. Yeah, we have not heard anything either to this point. But um, we, we did get a a rumor from Franklin County that said nine players, but that was the that's the only thing that, that I've seen. And I don't. he said he didn't know if it was – team issued or if it was TWSAA, but if you haven't heard anything from TWSAA and there's not been any kind of uh, news breaking over there, I have to assume that that's either team issued or it's still just a rumor. Well, yeah, I've heard that as well, Chris, and there were there were nine players total, uh, like I said, uh, or seven, four from uh, – franklin county and three from shelbyville from the white hat uh, official and uh so i know that's all that was ejected when they ended the game you know they ended the game uh with three minutes and some odd seconds left in the third quarter and so uh and i do know they were those seven originally and then i think franklin county i've heard a rumor they may have added some more to theirs and and i think we have two as well i just don't know the total number i would guess that um you don't want to put one guy ahead of the team but as long as cade cunningham is available tomorrow night 
I would imagine Shelbyville folks from the coaching staff on down feel a whole lot better. Yeah, and uh, Cade has had an outstanding year. Uh, of course, you know, uh, Maurice, you remember uh, his brother, who was a who was really good quarterback there at, at, at Shelbyville, and uh, he went on to play at, at Liberty, and he's now graduated, and Cade has followed up in his footsteps, and and uh, it's been as good or better than Mason, and I think Mason will tell you that as well. But, uh, yeah, Cade, our junior quarterback. Now, Cade has – he didn't get to play last week. He was uh, – he had he had to quarantine for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, he's had a really good year. Cade has uh, completed 56 of 92 passes for 980 yards, and he's rushed for 874 on 85 carries in seven games. So uh, pretty impressive stats for seven games. And and like I said, the the offense kind of got off to a slow start under new head coach Josh Puckett, who came over from Lake County. And uh, Coach Puckett told me, he said, Gary, once I get get this offense rolling, we're going to put up some points and we're going to put up some yards. And so uh, after about – Week three or four, I mean, they're they're averaging five, six, seven hundred yards a game offense. Well, you know, Cade hasn't played since the trip to Cleveland, I don't guess. But, That's um, correct. But 417 yards rushing and, th- and passing with four touchdowns in a big win over at Cleveland. What y'all score over there? 50? 50? 52 to 14, maybe something like that. And when you score 50 at Cleveland, that's um that's a little eye catching right there. So these, <laughs> I guess Josh was right when he said what he said to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's. I think that's the offense that he ran up at Lake County, and mm-hmm. you know he ran it with twenty five, thirty, thirty five players up there, and end up winning the state championship last year in the Class A level. So he, he's really confident in his offensive system, and and, and I think uh, kudos to what him and his coaching staff has done with the Shelbyville offensive line because it was almost depleted from last year with with a really good group of seniors and a great senior class and and then uh to come in and for for them to be able to help create holes to produce that many rushing yards a game as we're doing uh says a lot about that and and kudos as well for what you guys have been able to do defensively after losing gary smith the third in the middle of that defensive front for you Exactly. Yeah, he's he's up at Duke, and I've got to see him play a few snaps this year, and uh, I, th- I think he's going to be a good one when it's all said and done. You know, it's crazy. This area has got kids all over the ACC with Gary Smith the third over at Duke. Um, Dante Smith from Spring Hill is over at Georgia Tech. Um, we were talking about Huntland earlier in the show. DJ Taylor is over at um, Wake Forest. So mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of our local kids have have gone on to um, to find some roles in some Atlantic Coast Conference programs over the last few years. Exactly. It's always cool to look up on Saturday and see those guys that you covered on Friday nights playing on TV. It's it makes them a lot more fun, don't it? It really does. Yeah, it's it's really cool to be able to be watching a game with somebody and say, "Hey, I covered that dude." Oh yeah, I, that was really cool. You say that because you know when I covered Noah Igbenogany down in Trustville, and he was a Noah first, who, <laughs> and, and he was a first round draft pick. I about had a cow. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I covered a first round draft pick. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. It really is. Yeah, it's it's what a lot of people may not realize is 
back when uh, Gary Smith the third was in the seventh and eighth grade, there was another gentleman named Brian Tucker that that played at Harris Middle School alongside Gary on the offensive defensive line. And his eighth grade year, he transferred to Knoxville Catholic, and now mm. he signed with Clemson. So he's playing with Clemson this year. Yeah, you know. I remember that bad. now, and and he was he was the talk of Middle Tennessee at that time, like you said, exactly. as an yes, eighth sir. grader, because he was already like six seven, six eight. I mean, he's probably not gotten a whole lot bigger since he left middle school. Yeah, he had an NFL frame in middle school, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not too bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'd hate to I'd hate to take my middle school kids over there though, <laughs> with him I, and Gary. I think Gary. a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, um, we're speaking with Gary Johnson from the Shelbyville Times Gazette, looking a little bit deeper into this Columbia Central Shelbyville game tomorrow night. Gary, I don't know how much Josh Puckett and his staff have talked to you, but what do they see out of this Columbia team coming in there? Well, you know, I haven't spoken uh, a whole lot with Coach Puckett uh, this week, but I, I do know that he respects them and he knows they can be a dangerous team. And uh, to be quite honest, last year when we when we played them uh, late in the year again, uh, that's really when Columbia had really started to turn the, uh, their season around and really took a lot of momentum into the playoffs. Of course, we know what happened there, and they made a little run. But we thought it was one of the better uh, offensive-defensive lines that we had faced, especially defensive line. And so, uh, you know, we expect uh, – you know, maybe if they get a few players back on that line tomorrow night, that that could be the case again. They do expect to get a couple of players back on um on both the, um, the offensive and defensive line. Unfortunately, one of them doesn't stand to be their senior leader, Carter Sidlowski. Um, he is expected to be out again with um pandemic related issues, and so that's um that's a big loss on both sides for them. But they um they also expect to have quarterback Brady McCandless back who missed the Stratford game last week after um after he was concussed against Page. So that should help um even the scales a little bit, I think. Exactly. And I do think it's a big game. I, I know Shelbyville has, has locked in the number two seed, but uh, Columbia I think's battling for a playoff spot and 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 uh, I know they're gonna be ready to play and, and I know there's a lot of talent over there. There always has been uh, and always will be as a, you know y'all are fortunate to be in a county that's full of talent uh, also um, I think Shelbyville is just really wanting to you know we had we we lost the summit game to a COVID forfeit and then we had 16 players out last week and a number of those starters and so uh, I think Coach Puckett and the Golden Eagles are really wanting to get back together and and, and and try to get that timing down and get that rhythm down and, and try to get a little momentum, hopefully, uh, going in into the first round of the playoffs next week. Yeah, Gary, another game that we'll be paying attention to over in Bedford County, Summertown goes over to Community, the last game of the year for both those teams in Region 5-2A. Um, what's, what's your read on Community going into that one? Well, I haven't. Um, I've kept up with Cascade and Community just a little bit, but of course that's not my beat. And Ricky Clardy does a great job for us over there, the Times Gazette, covering all of the community sports. But uh, you know, they started off with a big win 
uh, first of the year, I think, was it over Cornersville, maybe? Uh, they beat Mount Pleasant right out of the box. Oh, you, uh, you're talking about Community. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Community. Who? Yeah, Community. Uh, no, they they um, their first win was at Cannon County in week yeah, four. Can, that's right, Cannon County. So, anyhow, um, I hadn't really kept up. I don't know a whole lot about that. Um, it takes up about all my time just to keep things at Shelbyville going. But, uh, <laughs> I hear you, especially now. Uh, the last couple yeah, of weeks, for sure. Exactly. But I, I do know that uh, uh, Summertown, I hadn't really kept up much with them this year as well either, but a uh, quality program in the past, I think. And and uh, that, that should be a good game as well. We're looking forward to it. I will be in Shovelville on Friday along with you, Gary, and look forward to Gary, Chris does a Friday Night Bites piece. Oh, yes, I do. That's a good, yes. So he will be coming to Shelbyville and hopefully looking for a pregame meal. You got any suggestions for him? Pregame meal. Uh, I'm just trying to think. We've got a Legends over here. I think y'all used to have a Legends. And, uh, we used to have a Legends. We hope to have a Legends again. <laughs> they are in yeah, the midst. Yeah, I saw that. That was tore down when we came by. They are in the midst so, of a. Reno. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I started to say Reno, but it's more like a rebuild. Yeah. But but um, we're not sure when they're opening up back up, but we're looking forward to it. But um, Legends might be a. Might be talk, worth checking talking out. about. If Maurice, if you allow me, talk about pregame meals. Uh, Maurice, you know, uh, Marion Wilhoyt was was really good friend of mine and and a mentor to me, uh, just like Bo Melson was uh, when I first got in this business. About the same time you did, Mo. I'm starting my well, this is my thirtieth season, but uh, I had the relationship with Marion, so I really always look forward to the Shelbyville Columbia matchups and in every sport because when I would go to Columbia to cover Shelbyville at Columbia, I'd always pick up Mo at the DNJ, uh, pick not Mo, but I would pick up uh, Marion at the, at the DNJ or his house. And he would always take me to eat. And then I'd return the favor when he would come to Shelbyville. And man, I really miss those, those days. And, uh, so it's kind of funny that you ask about that, but I, I'm not sure if when, when Marion passed, if, I still owed him a few, or he owed me a few, but it didn't really matter. <laughs> well, oh. I tell you, Marion is is certainly missed, and not just in Columbia. So it's really nice for you to say that, Gary. Um, Gary Johnson with the Shelbyville Times Gazette. Um, tell us where they can find you, Gary. Um, what's that? What's y'all's website over there? It's uh, tg and uh, like I said, we cover uh, Unionville, Cascade, Shelbyville, and then uh, Webb a little bit. We've got Webb's got a football team now, and, and uh, they're doing pretty good. They've won three games this year, I think. So uh, Kyle Turnbow, ex-Golden Eagle, is coaching that team. So uh, uh, wish them a lot, of, a lot of luck as well. And uh, – Mo, good to hear from you and Chris, and I always uh, enjoy talking to, to you, and uh, thank you for giving us this opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's Gary Johnson with the Shelbyville Times-Gazette. When we get back out of this break, we're going to talk a little bit more about our game of the week, and if you've been following along, you know which one it is. 
We'll get to it on the other side. You are listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, The Rock Place, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. I'm Maurice Patton, joined by Chris Yao. We are Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, and we are coming to you live weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. with the most in-depth coverage of local high school sports and more. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. That's right. If you want to hear our takes on the Titans, college football, local college sports, and anything else involving pop culture on Top 5 Tuesday or Wild and Wacky Wednesday, this is your spot. Again, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today from 9 to 11 weekdays on 101.7 FM WKOM. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. 25 minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock, and we're about to talk about the By Design Cabinetry Game of the Week. Really excited about that. Got another special guest on the line with us here in just a few seconds. Uh, but Mo, you know, just before we came back on the air, I wasn't expecting to, to play that. 30 second promo but it's weird to hear your own voice on the radio isn't it it's terribly weird we talked to um talked to chip walters earlier in the week and just happened to ask him that um it was after we listened to his um his call his call on the final score in mtsu's double overtime win out at rice over the weekend and unfortunately he didn't hear it but clearly he's heard his voice before and he said it it makes you a little uncomfortable and (laughs) certainly that's and and he's a, a trained professional, right? Yeah, <laughs> he actually knows what he's doing. He does actually know what he's doing and does it very well. So imagine, well, us, me anyway. <laughs> oh, this man. isn't your first rodeo. Well, it's 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 not, but uh, it, you know, it, it is it is odd when you're when you're listening to yourself and you're like, man, that's I'm I'm on the radio and I can hear myself on the radio. Yeah, but. Uh, it is the By Design Cabinetry Game of the Week, and it is Ravenwood at Independence. And speaking of another guy, I wonder if <laughs> the founder of Dash 2 Sports, Brad Dashiel, is on the line with us. Brad, have you ever gone back and listened to yourself on the radio or the, or, or your, your stream? Oh, it's awful. That, that's why I'm on radio, not on TV. It's like you go back and you listen, and you're like, I sound that bad. I mean, people actually listen to this. You know, it's kind of like... And you know, and you're always your own. You're always your own worst critique. I always sure. think that. I mean, you know, because you're thinking, you know, why did I say that? Like, for instance, three weeks ago, I go back and listen to a game. I, I made three or four weeks. It was a Blackman game. I called Jackson Campbell Campbell Jackson three times. You know, they, they are kind of you. Know, they could be first names, but you know, it's just 
you get caught up in the excitement, you know, and uh, it, and I, it's not like I know know who he is. I mean, I talk to him on a daily basis almost. <laughs> right. And, but he's Campbell Jackson tonight, not Jackson Campbell, which uh-huh. is, you know, I don't know. It's just you, you can make so many mistakes, you get caught up in it. But, you know, it's the main reason I do it is so that people that have graduated, parents that can't make the games, and, and this year especially with COVID, you know, not able to get tickets, they can tune in and, and feel like they're right there. We try to paint the picture for them and give them the best independence uh, broadcast that we can. So Brad DeShiel is the founder of Dash 2 Sports Network. It is a live audio stream of Independence High School football games. He's there every single week, uh, even if it doesn't matter if it's on YouTube from any other options. If you can't see the game or can't get to the game, you can hear Brad and Scott. Uh, he, he's, he's usually right there with you uh, on Friday nights or Thursday nights or Saturday or whenever games might get played this year. Um, <laughs> exactly. You can, you can hear them on, uh, on, on the IHSTDC.com. There's a link to listen live. Brad, in your preparation for this week, what are you, what are you getting to feel like for, from this team? This is a team that hasn't, played Ravenwood very well over the last couple of years so a is this, is there a different mentality this year you know it's just here here's the thing here's the way I look at this game we haven't played Brentwood very well over the last four or five years uh to go into Brentwood not a home game we're going to go into Brentwood and have a delay on top of that and beat them down like we did I mean they really weren't in the game it's, it was seven to six at halftime but the second half we totally controlled it yeah, they were coming down, and they, they may have had a, a chance late. A couple of, I, from what I understand, I was not there because Joe Deo filled in for me last week. But, um, you know, a couple of penalties that might have been, you questionable. Know, maybe maybe a little questionable. We'll just leave it at that. I, you know, I'm not going to get into it <laughs> because you're, you're supposed to win the game in spite of that, and that's that's what they did. Don't lame Kiffin really, us, Brad. <laughs> no, exactly. I know, exactly. <laughs> um, so, anyway, you know, I think with that being said, this this Ravenwood team, okay, they're they typically don't have. I mean, they're three and one in the region. They're five and four overall. They've lost four games this year. Okay, granted, they lost to Brentwood, which is always a tough game. They lost to two teams that they play just, I think, for the total publicity of it, and that's Pulaski and IMG. Um, but they also lost to CPA. Now, I'm not saying CPA is not a, a good team, but CPA does not have the talent or the depth that Ravenwood has. So with that being said, if there was a down year and a chance for independence to do something, this is the year. I, I tend to agree. Don't. What do you think, Mo? I, I do. I tend to agree as well. I mean, um, I've seen independence play twice this year um, against Hendersonville and then Saturday against Brentwood, and the diversity of their offense with Jackson as a as a true dual threat quarterback and. Um, with Trey Hartwell, who can really pound it between the tackles, and then with those tight ends, it's funny. This past Sunday in the NFL, one of the one of the networks dubbed it National Tight End Day, and I just thought that was kind of ironic after watching um, Ty Lockwood and Tyler Condra all day on Saturday, and and the tight ends, as Scott as Scott Blake was saying when we spoke with him yesterday, he's using those guys in a different way because they're different than what he has had at the tight end slash H position. But right. those guys, they are such a matchup problem for 
for your high school defense is because they're big, rangy, strong guys with good hands who can catch the ball and make plays in the passing game. And so I think that's what kind of differentiates them on the offensive side of the ball. What was so funny is, and don't ask me why I remember this, but when you said that, when you when you said Tyler Condra, I, it flashback, I had a dream last night that Condra caught a pass coming across the middle at the 10 and dove into the end zone. I don't know what the score was. I don't know. But <laughs> was it against Ty- Ravenwood? It, it, well, they were at home, so the other team had on white jerseys. It very well could have been. I don't know. All I remember is seeing <laughs> – Tyler Condra dive across the the goal line for a touchdown. So if he catches a pass <laughs> at the ten and dives into the end zone on Friday night, I'm want liable you. to lose my mind. <laughs> I, I need I need Brad to make sure that that he tells people that I called that. So so is that like Yostradamus or what? Yostradamus. Yostradamus. There we go. Yeah. Stay away from my crystal ball. Yeah, he told me to stay away from the crystal ball. Yeah, Brad. <laughs> when uh, when when we see, I don't I don't get to go to a lot of a lot of Independence games because we are lucky enough to have Matthew and Brandy Holloway who help us take care of coverage over there, and then of course you help us out a lot with you know I, I can listen to you on the air, and sometimes I think we get you on the whip around when we're um for on the radio here we're able to to bring up the broadcast, you know. What's it been like over the last four or five years just getting a chance to see the differences in these teams and getting to see the, the athletes that you guys have had over the years? Well, you know, it's, it's Chris, it's just a – first of all, it's a privilege. It's fun. To, I love – there's nothing more pure there's – not, there's not a more pure sport than watching high school football. Even in college, uh, you know, teams get stacked because they recruit. Let's face it, the top four or five teams, you know who they are. They're the same every year. Occasionally you get a new one that comes in or whatever, but – in high school football, I mean, it's it's just different. You can't recruit. Uh, well, legally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, just, let's leave it like that. We'll let Oakland do what they want to do. But anyway, oh. um, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. That, I think they were they were headed out or there was something that they were up for. Somebody got onto them early in the year or whatever. But, um, no, just the, you know, just the pure um, – the purity of the game. Um, yeah. You know, and our our offense is much different than mostly anybody in the league. Um, Blade would rather throw than 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 run. Um, and if you don't believe it, you can go back to the state championship <laughs> game, two thousand what sixteen or whatever it was. Uh, the runner know, up year up by twenty one points. The runner up year. All you got to do is run the ball. But anyway, he much would rather throw. But that's his mo. It, you know, and if we win the toss, Blade wants the ball. It's not like I'm going to give you the ball. And we're going to take it in the second half. No, we're going to run the ball. We're going to. He is that confident with his offense, and we're going to go down and we're going to stick it in, and you're going to be seven to nothing as soon as we, you know, as soon as three minutes is off the clock. And this year it's just different. And I've talked to Coach about this, and and I think he likes it. You don't know. You're going to double team somebody. You want to double team Calvin Wilson? That's fine. You want to double team Brigham Morkel? That's okay. We have Condra. We have uh, Lockwood. We have a running back that would just as soon run over you as run around you. I mean, this, yep. this sophomore kid, Trey Hartwell, he's a, we call him the train. He, once the train starts moving, just watch out. I mean, he's a, and he's only a sophomore, so you know, Blade's got some, he's got some talent coming down the road. I'm going to tell you, um, after the game, I'm going back and I'm totaling up my stats for for my article that's on sm-10sports.com. Uh, <laughs> Calvin Wilson had the quietest four catches for 88 yards, and that's no knock on him at all. It was right. just 
it was just kind of surgical the way they did it, the way he did it. I think he caught the first pass for 27 yards, and he's there's not a whole lot flashy about him, but uh-uh. when the ball goes to him, it usually results in a first down. And it's just that Tyler and Ty were making the more significant catches, but when they need something to keep a drive alive, it's usually three, three that they're looking for. It is, and and it's funny because last year that guy was Morical, and Morical, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, it might be a better receiver than than Wilson. Wilson's great, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to compare. I mean they're both great receivers, but if you go back to the Blackman game, when we needed a first down, it was like third or fourth and twenty. We're on the like forty yard line. We got to get inside the twenty or whatever. There's a twenty two yard pass. Morkel hasn't caught anything all year. I mean, he's maybe, maybe he's caught one pass all year at this point. He goes up and makes a unbelievable grab for a first down and, and lets us go in and continue the drive and score. So, again, any the one options. of these guys you feel confident. Yeah, you would feel confident throwing to. Um, and then occasionally you get a Josh Moore that slides in the slot. He'll pick up something or he'll come out of the backfield and get something. So, um, it, you know, and that's, to be honest with you, what won the game to me last Saturday, and I just was a listener last Saturday because I was at the Mizzou game, but the defense won the game. I mean, we had yep. – we took we took Cade Granzow totally out of his – he was always – it seemed like he was running somewhere to try to throw the ball or get loose. That's not his style. He They set plays for him to run or they set plays for him to throw, and that was disrupted totally last week. And what's crazy about that is he threw for 256 yards, oh, ran for 81, and – you, you know, it, it was almost part. what they wanted. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. No, no, you're right. When you look at the stature, like, they really stopped him? Like, really? Yeah, well, they did. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we did. I mean, you know, we we got more points, you know. But yeah. um, it was, yeah, it was a great game. I look for, you know, this Ravenwood team, you know, they, if you want to say they're down, I mean, is Ravenwood really ever down? I don't know. They, I mean, they have more depth than probably any team in Williamson County. You know, they got they got the kid going to Clemson, what, bring stool. Uh, you know, Andrews is coming into his own. He's a good quarterback. He will run on you too. So you got to kind of contain him a little bit. Um, you know, they've got other receivers, you know, they got Colson on defense, Kate's on defense. They, they're, they're just good. I mean, they're, you know, it, it's yeah, just they're, be they're a great football team. Yeah, no they doubt. They're very good. Very good. And I'm not assuming that Indy's going to go in there and march down like we did on, on Brentwood. It's just, it's two different teams and, and it's uh, you, you better lace them up and play because it's a different style of football. They have owned us the last five years. Yeah, they. I, I don't believe that Independence has beaten them since 2012. Now, there there were the two years the the two years that Independence was in 5A and went to the finals and the run their runner up. They did not play those two years. Right, uh, right. You know, right. Somehow Ravenwood missed out on the two best Independence teams of the last decade. But hey, whatever. <laughs> that, was good, that was convenient. Was <laughs> <laughs> awfully convenient there. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you can hear the game. Like I said, it will be on Dash 2 Sports Network. Why were you at the Mizzou game, uh, Brad? Why don't you tell us about that? Well, my daughter, okay, the Dash 2 Sports, it was it was kind of our, we're driving down the road and talking on vacation, and, and I said, you know, we need to come up with something where we could, you know, get these games on the air. So my daughter says, well, Dad, why don't we call it Dash 2 Sports? Because, you know, she's wanting to do broadcasting, and she's a journalist student at, at mizzou, mizzou by the and way also a cheerleader yeah she's a she's a cheerleader at the mizzou cheerleader um one of the she's one of the flyers it scares me the, the living daylights out of me when they throw her up there but anyway 
Um, so, yeah, so I was up there for the game, and, and Mizzou has turned it. But Mr. Uh, Drinkwitz has got that team. Uh, he's at least got the ship turned in the right direction, yes. Uh, their defense showed up last week, and they beat a good Kentucky team, I think. I mean, a solid Kentucky team. Maybe they're not SEC East winners, but if you they're play solid, Kentucky, yeah. you better lace them up and, and play. Yeah, and uh, took them out of their game on defense and, and had enough offense and probably could have scored more. They were in the red zone more than what they put points on the board, so – yeah, well, we we, uh, we are always um, keeping up with with her and uh, you at Dash Two Sports on Twitter, and of course ihstdc.com. You can get the link there to listen to the game on Friday. It is Dash Two Sports on Twitter, right? It is. It is Dash Two at Dash Two Sports, and um, and listen, we want to say from Dash to Sports, Scott and I both want to say how much we appreciate what you guys are doing for southern middle tennessee sports i mean this is awesome what you guys have come up with uh mo i always look i always look for those uh most Adamus, you know picks i mean i'm like i want to see what mo's picking you know um <laughs> actually mo had that one right last week too folks That's I, right, keep telling tate Matt, I keep telling tate matthews he needs to talk to mo a little bit about <laughs> how to pick about how to pick indie football and he might be a little bit better off oh, oh. i'm sure but, tate uh, loves anyway, i'm i'm sure yeah, tate well, loves to hear that I text Tate all the time. I said, how does Mo get this right and you miss it? I mean, what's the deal? Um, anyway, listen, you guys are great. We appreciate what you do. And for the stats that you guys put up and all of that, um, thank you so much. Um, it's, just, it's just great having you guys as partners. Thank you, man. We appreciate all that you do for Indy pre- and football and basketball as well. We'll be listening to you uh, on the hardwood right. when it comes that time. So thanks again. We appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Mo. We appreciate it. That's Brad DeShield of the Dash 2 Sports Network. And, um, yeah, by design cabinetry, game of the week is Ravenwood at Independence, and it is for a region title. That's, uh, or at least for Independence it is. and <laughs> Or maybe having to travel. Who knows? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see um, what that brings on Friday night. When we find out when Brentwood, if Brentwood and Centennial are going to play, what the outcome of that one is. Again, you can check out all of the playoff scenarios on sm-tnsports.com. The if then, just look for the guy who's got a, who looks like he's got a headache because I, that's what I looked like after I was done with that. Uh, but I do it for you guys. I do it for you. And that is uh, that's why we're here. 18 minutes to the top of the hour. When we come back, we're just going to uh, tell you our picks. No big deal. We'll get to those on the other side of the break here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. 
Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, along with the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're done with this after today, yeah, right? As soon as as soon as the day is over, but today is your day. It's, it, today is officially Mo Patton Day here at WKOM Studios in Columbia, Tennessee. 68 degrees and cloudy, but we saw some sun earlier. The rain stopped. The sun came out just briefly. And now it's a little cloudy, but that's okay. And it's a little cool. I stepped outside during the break, and it's... It's, it's a cooler 68 than when it was raining. It is. It's I'm weird, not, right? I'm not sure it's still 68, though, but... Uh, according to... Oh, well, there you go. According to the weather It's 68. On the old iPhone. On, on the old iPhone. The old iPhone. <laughs> Yeah, according to that, it is still, in fact, 68 But, but like you said, it's a cooler 68 than it was when we came in. So. It's definitely cool, Umbia. It's cooler, Umbia, than it was a minute ago. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. All right, it's time to make some picks. Pick them. Pick them. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. Um. I was we gonna, usually have pick em music. I was gonna say I, I was I was about to say like I, I don't really know where um, where the the pick em music is at. And JP didn't leave a map or instructions or or anything. So yeah, he really didn't help us out much on this one. Kind of so, flying uh, blind a little so, bit. So. so yeah, I mean, I guess maybe we just go without music this week. Just pick them. Just pick them. Here we go. All right. Well, let's start with Columbia Academy at Fayette Academy. I got a feeling I know where this one's going. I got a feeling you're right. I'm going with the visiting Bulldogs in this one, taking some momentum into the playoffs with a um, with a victory on the road Friday night. I, I gotta I gotta agree with you. Um, obviously, Columbia Academy has has everything to play for because they need some momentum going into the playoffs after last week. So I'm going with Columbia Academy. And how about Columbia Central at Shelbyville? I'm taking the Golden Eagles in a close one here. I just think, um, as we spoke with with Gary Johnson from the Shelbyville Times-Gazette, I think Cade Cunningham in this offense is going to really be a load. And as good as Central has been defensively over the course of the year, I think this guy's a real challenge both with his feet and his arm, and I just think he's going to make enough plays to pull the Golden Eagles through. But I still see Central making the playoffs because, bonus pick, I like Page over Franklin County. I tend to agree with you, and here's the biggest thing. is I feel like there's so many questions with that offensive line and how they're going to line up. Uh, there are some some question marks up there even with knowing that Sidlowski is going to be out. So you're not sure exactly where where and how they're going to line up on, on Friday uh, on that front, and that's not a good place to be against Shelbyville. Um, even with McCandless coming back, I feel like this is a team that, you know, we don't know about the status of Christian Biggers, whether he's going to play again. Uh, we don't know if, you know, how last week's performance uh, is going to impact the running back backfield because DeAndre Williams had a nice game. Pretty good game. 
from DeAndre Williams. So You'd like to think that would result in him seeing the ball a little bit more in this one and maybe them going three-headed monster if Christian is available. Yeah, I think that, that makes a big difference. So, and, and he's a little bit different back than those other two. He's, mm-hmm. he's a little bit quicker, a little scat back kind of thing, change of pace. I really feel like you could you could see him get some carries. And that being said, all the question marks surrounding that, that's why I'm going with uh, Shelbyville in this one. All right, moving on to Class 1A, Huntland at Richland. And uh, honestly, this is this is a game the Hornets should win and probably will win. Yeah, I think I think Huntland wins this one. Um, again, momentum is such a big deal at, at the end of the year. They are coming off of a big win over Cornersville. Richland could have done themselves some favors over at Moore County this past weekend, weren't able to do so. And um, I just think they're going to have their hands full here with Huntland coming into town tomorrow night. I, I like the Hornets here. I agree, yeah. Staying in that region, uh, we're going to go Mount Pleasant at Moore County. And, uh, again, I don't see any way that Mount Pleasant can get a win here. Moore County just too strong in too many areas. That 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 two-headed monster of the Kyler and Tyler show is, is, is tough. I'd really like to see Mount Pleasant win this ball game, but I think it would be a surprise if they did. I'm going with Moore County. Yeah, like you said, it would be a really positive for that team, but it's just it, tough year for Moore County to be your your season finale. Yeah, yeah. of all the years, this is the toughest year for them to be your season. Yeah, finale. because I mean these these two teams have played some really good ball games over the last few seasons. I'm just afraid this won't be one of them. Yeah, it just ha- just so happens that Moore County's at their their peak in the last few years, and Mount Pleasant in their their lowest valley mm-hmm. to this point. Uh, moving on, Summertown travels to Unionville. They go over to Community, and uh, I'll probably pass right through there. It'll, <laughs> if it, I had it, to guess, well, it depends on where you, you know come where I from. start from. Yeah, yeah. If you come from Franklin, you probably will go right through Unionville. If you come from here, probably not. Maybe not. But regardless, um, I'm not sure which way Summertown will go, but I think they'll come back with a W. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I I, I, I believe you're 100% right. I think Summertown is going to take out some frustration over the last five weeks and community's in a bad spot to be. Yeah. This is not the place you want to be if you are Unionville. Wrong place, wrong time. Or whatever you want to call them. And Cornersville hosting Zion Christian. Uh, again, Zion going over there with 16 players. It's highly unlikely they're going to come back with a win, but... I expect they'll 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 play their their hearts out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, talking with Brad Lowry at the beginning of the season and talking about his roster and his depth and that kind of thing, and he said, you know, we've only got twenty one, but we've got the right twenty one, and I think he has felt that way all year. Uh, the sixteen that he has, he, he's going to go into battle. They're going to play hard and. I don't think playing hard is going to be enough. I like the Bulldogs here. Yeah, I agree. All right, finally, the By Design Cabinetry Game of the Week. I am, Drum roll, please. Yeah, oh, I'm really oh, never ex- mind. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> excited about this one. I'm I'm super pumped about this game because I think it's going to be a the best game that these two teams have played in the last few years. I'm really excited to 
And I think that Jackson Campbell is a probably, as D1 Highlights on Twitter said yesterday, Jackson Campbell has been slept on uh, throughout the year in Class 6A. And he's certainly a Mr. Football candidate. Well, if he's been slept on, I think he's getting ready to wake him up. Yeah, state statewide. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like he's probably not among the top ten players that people are looking at. But when you look at his statistics against the competition that they've played, it's pretty impressive. He should be. It's pretty dang good. He, yeah, yeah. which is a level above pretty good. That's yeah. right. Just a little bit, though. Yeah. Um, I thought he would be the difference in that Brentwood game. I think he will be the difference in this game. You know, hearing you and Brad talk about, you know, the history of Ravenwood Independence and how tough that matchup has been for the Eagles, you guys almost talked me off this pick. <laughs> but I'm riding with Scott Blade. I am too. If Scott Blade tells you he doesn't have a lot to be unhappy about. <laughs> you better listen. You better listen. That you, you have better listen because Scott Blade is going to find something and, and I'm sure he's found a few things this week in practice. He's to say, probably, hey. He probably found something since he told us that. Oh, there's no question. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that this Independence team, again, best one I've seen in uh, since I've been here and uh, I think that this team has every opportunity and the ability to make a deep run in the playoffs. I put him up against that Andrew Bunch, Nate Johnson bunch right there. So... Andrew Bunch and Nate Johnson were great quarterbacks. They did not have the skill set that Jackson Campbell has. Obviously, a well, li- Johnson was the receiver. I'm sorry. Yeah, but Bunch, I'm well, going to tell you I'm I don't gonna tell know you Nate something. Johnson had the skill set that Jackson Campbell did either. As an I tell you what, though, Andrew Bunch was really fun to watch. That yeah. kid threw the ball into some windows that I don't know that I've seen a high school quarterback throw into. He was special. He, he was. And uh, you can watch – you can go back and watch not just him, but you could you could see it when he was at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You know, he played a couple games there. And he was – obviously, Nebraska was, is not very good. But he, he played well in his time there. So, I wish that we could have seen him in maybe a different uniform. Mm-hmm. But, hey, who am I and what do I know? Well – <laughs> What's funny is in that state championship game against Sevier County, I, I said that a certain team about 45 minutes north of here probably signed the wrong quarterback from that game. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So Definitely. Anyway, I'm yeah. taking Indy. I'm taking Indy, too. I guess, did we go straight down the road? I, I believe we did. we did. I believe we did. Yeah. Great minds think alike or something like that. Today, anyway. All right, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We will be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. We will be talking about other games around the listening area, so several other teams in action that there are also some playoff implications. So we'll get into all of that. We will have plenty of high school information, and we didn't have cross-country results this morning, we, but we, we will have them tomorrow morning for sure. Without question, we will. So check back on that. Yes, that's right. So for the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, I'm Chris Yao. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Stay cool, Columbia.